Thank you, Paris. Thank you, Winnie, for that. Good evening, church. How are we all doing? Good. Awesome. Hey, it's great to be back among people and not just staring, walking, doing circles in my house. Um, I've been in isolation for the last two weeks. Um, and it's good to be back. Yesterday was my first day out. Uh, I went and got a haircut. Uh, that was the first thing I did when I got out of isolation. Uh, so you're wondering why two weeks? Well, my family got it. And then the day before we went to come out of isolation, I tested positive. So two weeks isolation for me. But it's, it's good to be back and, um, uh, you know, together, together to celebrate um, in worship what God has done over our, over our lives over the course of the week. So we are starting a new series, which is looking into the life of Jesus, the person of Jesus, God, you know, who, who he was, what life did he leave here on earth? We're going to be, over the next, um, you know, little while leading into Easter, we're going to be looking at uh, you know, his ministry, his death, his uh, resurrection. So it'll be fascinating to um, for the different speakers who are going to be bringing that. I'm certainly looking forward to it. This series was inspired by a course that I did a couple of years ago called Shift M2M, which is minist- from ministry, shifting from ministry to movement. Uh, Jesus left a lasting legacy, but he, lead- he led a life here on earth. He was a real person. He's not just, he was, even though he was God, he was still a real person. Before I go any further, I want to ask you a question tonight to lay the sort of the scene for where I'm going. Are you ready? And are you available for what God's plan for your life is? Some of you might be leaving that plan out, and that's great. Some of you are probably confused about what that is. Before I go any further, I will... I want to take a step back, not sort of look at Jesus from the New Testament, but I want to look at Jesus from what was said about him in the Old Testament. Jesus, uh, before his birth, his birth was prophesied over seven, eight hundred years before he came. So I want to look at that. I want to look at the journey that, that those prophecies took before the person of Jesus was born. So what does the word prophecy mean? Well, the word prophecy just means that, uh, you know, telling someone what will happen in the future. But in the Bible context, is actually revealing God's plan for what will happen in the future. That's what prophecy means. In the book of Genesis Chapter 22, I just want to start right up there because the whole Bible is about, is about Jesus. The story of Jesus didn't start in the New Testament in Matthew. It, start way, it started way back in Genesis. In the book of Genesis 22, 18, he says, um, it says that this was God talking to Abraham. He was making a, co- a covenant to Abraham. He says, all nations on earth will be blessed through you. Now, if you read that, you might be thinking that God was talking to to Abraham about his son, Isaac. But Jesus is the fulfillment of that promise that God made. In the book of Numbers, it says, 24, 17, it says, I see him, but not now. 
I behold him, but not near. A star, a star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. A star will come. When Jesus was born, what came? What appeared in the sky? A star. So here we are in the third book of the Old Testament. In the book of Numbers, a star is being talked about. And then so many years later, that star appeared in the sky. And the prophet Isaiah, he says that um, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will, be, will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. Now, this came to pass when John the Baptist, who I will talk, to, talk about a little bit, baptized Jesus to kick off his ministry. When Jesus came out of the water, what happened? It says the heavens opened and a dove, the Spirit of the Lord, descended on Jesus like a dove. And a voice came and says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. The story of Jesus didn't start in the book of Matthew, in the book of Matthew or in the New Testament. It started way back then. In the book of Jeremiah 23, it says, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when all will rise up. When I will raise up, um, I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is righteous, do what is just and right in the land. Jesus is who been talked about here. In the book of Micah five two, it says that, but you, O Bethlehem, though you are small along. Among the clans of Judah, out of you will come one, out of you will come one for me who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are old from ancient times. So here we are, Jesus being talked about so many years, so many 800, sometimes a thousand years before he came. His life didn't just start when he was born. The plan that God had for him started way back. The plan that God has for you, for your life, didn't just start when you were born. That plan, God said, he says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. He set you apart. He set a plan for your life. My question is, are you ready and available for that plan? So I've talked about the prophecies in the Old Testament. The next thing, the next side I want to look at is the people that God prepared for the arrival of Jesus. God could have snapped his finger like that and Jesus could have just come and everything rosy in that. But Jesus, God likes to work his plan through us, through you. He likes to partner with you and I to bring about his mission, to bring about his plans for our lives. Some of the people that, um, that I want to talk about tonight is uh, Elizabeth and Zachariah. Now, who is Elizabeth and Zachariah? We will find their story in the book of Luke chapter 1. They were an old couple. Oh, wait, where have I heard that before? Ah. <laughs> oh. In the book of Genesis, Abraham and Isaac, they were an old couple. And 
Uh, Sarah, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Abraham and Sarah. They were, old, they were an old couple who have been serv- serving God faithfully. He was a priest in the temple. But they lacked something. They wanted a child. They could, she could not have a child. They were old. Abraham and Sarah, they were old. They, wanted, they were serving God faithfully. And they wanted a child. One day went us... Um, as Zachariah was in the temple burning incense and he was praying, all of a sudden we are told as we read the book of Luke that he felt a presence. And when he opened his eye, he saw an angel standing there and he fell afraid. And the angel says, do not be afraid. I bring you a message. Your wife, Elizabeth, is going to fall pregnant. She's going to give birth to a son. And you are to call the son John. Also, if we go back to the book of Genesis, there was three visitors that visited Abraham under a tree. And they said this same thing to Abraham. And guess what? Sarah, who was in the tent, laughed. Because, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'm so old. as if I'm going to have a child. Zachariah also doubted this. He did not believe that. His wife, even though she was old, she was going to have a child. So what happened? We read that God caused him to lose his speech. He could not speak until that promise was fulfilled. What I like about this story, as we'll go through, even though they were serving God faithfully, somewhere along their walk, they Zachariah's availability in God's faithfulness sort of dwindled a little bit. Is your availability and your readiness for what God is doing is dwindling because the plan so far hasn't gone the way you thought? So some time passed, Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth gave birth. All this time, Zachariah could not speak. And finally, it came to the time where was to, the child was to be named. And they asked, What's the name, what name should we give this child? And then finally, Zachariah spoke up and says, he's to be called John. Now, the people, we find out the people who were around there were like, were, were confused. Well, why John? You see, because back in the day when you name a child, especially a son, that name you give to the child, the son has to re- be related, it has to have a sort of a heritage to the family. It has to be either the father's name or someone who is related culturally to that family. All of a sudden, it's not. So what was going on here? Well, you see, when God made that promise to Abraham and says, I'll give you a son, Isaac, and Isaac later on had Jacob, God was building a nation through a bloodline. Now, what God is doing here, he's building a nation, he's building a plan for our lives, not through a bloodline, but through baptism of repentance. No longer are we need, needing to do all these things, circumcise or da-da-da, or be born into this tribe or for you to be accepted. Now, God is saying that I'm making a new covenant and now it's through the repentance and baptism. John the Baptist was going to start laying the foundation for Jesus Christ. His birth is to start, te- is to start telling this story, this new adoption into God's family. 
that you don't need to do all these things anymore. You don't need to do that. There's someone who is coming, and now I'm telling you about him. And this is what you've got to do. You've got to be repent. You've got to be baptized. John the Baptist, part of his plan was also to prepare the way. What did he do? In his, when he was at the, the River Jordan, his plan that God had for him was to baptize Jesus Christ. To lay the foundation, almost to kickstart Jesus' ministry on earth. When he saw Jesus coming, when John the Baptist saw Jesus coming, he pointed out to him, he says, there he is. There's the, there's the Son of God, the one whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. Now, what I like about this story as well is that John knew what the plan for his life was, and he walked it, and he was faithful to it. And when the time came, he was ready to lay down his, his own agenda and call out what God had in plan. Maybe what you are doing in your life, you're probably just setting the foundation for someone else to come and build upon it. The ministry that I'm involved here at Door of Hope, I am just building for someone else to come in and take it to the next level. The work you're doing, where you are, where God has put you, he's got a plan for you there. He had a plan for, for John the Baptist's life. He had a plan for Elizabeth and Zachariah's life. And they knew it, and they walked in. He had a plan for Jesus' life, and Jesus knew it, and he walked in it. Was it always smooth and rosy? No. Following God, God never promised that our life was going to be, you know, smooth sailing. There's going to be bumps along the way. The next couple I want to look at, obviously, you cannot go past the life and the story of Jesus without talking about his earthly parents. That is Mary and Joseph. In the book of Proverbs chapter 16 verse 9, he says, uh, it says, man makes plans, but, a God, but God establishes our steps. Now, what was going on in Mary and Joseph, Joseph's life? They were engaged. They were ready to be married. And then all of a sudden, an angel came in and put sort of and started stepping in that plan. It's like, oh, you know that marriage that you guys are thinking of doing? Can you guys like kind of put that on hold for a bit? God has got a plan for you. Now imagine, imagine God coming to, an angel coming to Toby and go, hey, Toby, I know you've got about two months left to get married, but you know, all that plans and all the things you've gone through, can you guys put that on hold for another year or so or nine months thereabouts? What about you, Zach? Maybe you've, you're saving some money for, to buy the latest camera. And then all of a sudden, God sends a message to you. He says, Zach, that money you're saving, that thing you're saving to buy, you see that family over there? You see that friend? They need that money. They need that. Or, or Claire, what about you? You're dancing with your dancing. What if God steps in and goes, you know that competition coming up, the one you've been waiting for your whole life? I want you to put that on hold for now. Following God and, the plan, and his plan for our lives, just like Jesus, has to mean that we're going to be ready and be available to drop whatever we have, whatever we are holding. What I like about the response of Mary was like she asked an understanding question. Now, for those who, are, who work in sales, you will know that this is a technique you use. 
When someone says, I want a product, you ask them an understanding question. In order for you to sell them, give them the right service or, or upsell them, you need to ask them an understanding question. Mary did the same thing. He goes, okay, can, I, can you clarify something for me? I know what, what you've said and everything, but how has this happened given that I'm not married and I haven't slept with a man? And he says that the angel said, the, angel, the, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and will overpower you. Yeah, that's a good explanation. But you know what? I didn't think that Mary would have fully understood what that was. I don't think she fully understood. But guess what? Even in a confusion, she gave a courageous answer. She said, may it be done. I am the servant of the Lord. When God interrupts our lives, when our plan needs to be on hold, we need, to, we need to respond with a courageous answer. Because I'm telling you, throughout my whole life, I haven't stepped into what God has for my life and regretted it. You will not regret when we put on hold what our own human plans are and step into the plan that God has for our lives. She didn't only give a, 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 courageous, a, a courageous answer, she took a step of confident faith. It's not enough for us to say, yes, God, and be courageous at that particular time. It takes faith, it takes confidence, faith to take that next step. And it wasn't just, how did God prepare? How did God prepare for the arrival of, of Jesus? He used an old couple who thought all is lost. He used a couple who already had plans. And then the next, he provided support for the family. God didn't, even though um, Joseph and Mary left all that they had and they had to travel, God didn't just desert them. What did he do when he was, when Jesus was born in that stable? Kings, you know, we call them wise men, but, you know, theologians believe that these would have been kings. Why? Because when they went to King Herod, they had an audience. Obviously, you have to be very important to have audience with kings at that particular time. And what did they do? They brought gifts. They brought things that was going to sustain the family. God provided in advance for the life of his child. When we say yes, when we, take, when we give a courageous answer, when we take a, a, a step of confident faith, God will provide us, God will bring the people in our lives that he's already prepared in advance. Let me say this. God is not in the work of manipulating people. We are not his puppets on strings that he pulls to his pleasure. What God does is when we come to him and surrender and repent, he sets a path for us that we will not regret. The plan, when we look at Jesus' life and, and the way he walked in what God, from the very beginning, from the Old Testament to Elizabeth, to John the Baptist, to his parents, Mary, to the wise men, we can see how the plan for God the plan that God has for his life just came to pass. 
just when they needed it. Just when like it seems like all is gone, God steps in. And sometimes it would be like that in our lives. When we feel like it's all lost. This is, yeah, I don't see God in this. I don't see, I know that I've experienced, I've experienced that kind of despair in my life. That, and I still do. Every now and then, I do. I, I was like, yeah, God, I don't see you in this. But right then, that plan that he has for my life, the same plan that he had for his son, the way he prepared people, people always come in and step right there. Personally, for me, when, you know, right here, when I came to Australia, God prepared someone that would step into the place of a father figure, and that is Pastor Steve. He provided a family that I can call upon when times are not so good in, in this place, a door of hope. So, yes, even though your life may not be, maybe the family is not the family that you, you probably would have thought that would, you, you deserve. God already has a plan for, for you. The question I ask again, are you available to walk in that plan? Was Elizabeth fully prepared to have a child at an old age? Probably, but I will say no. Was John fully prepared for the troubles that he will go through later on and end up being beheaded? I will say no. Was Mary and Joseph fully prepared for all that was ahead? I will say no. But he's what? But here it is. They were available for God to use them. They were available for God to use them. And Jesus' death and his resurrection and the life that he, le- he led here on earth is an example of how we can be available and be ready for the call that he has on our lives. All it takes for us is to, have, is to respond courageously and to take a bold step of confident faith into that life that he has for us. And that's the life that Jesus led. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, you have a plan for us. You have, you have the greatest plan for our lives. And Lord, yes, it may not be the way we thought it's going to be. It may not be the way you, we, we ultimately see it. But God, yours is always the best. And Lord, I pray tonight for those who are perhaps hesitant to give you a courageous answer. For those who are hesitant to take a, a step of confident faith. Whether here in the, in the room or those who are watching online. Lord, yours through the power of your Holy Spirit, you can, do, you can do it. Lord, I pray that you would just soften our hearts, that we'll be able to step into that plan that you have for our lives. 
thank you that you came and you showed us how to walk and how to respond to you even though the journey ahead may not be so rosy or so beautiful but Lord you have a plan and Lord I pray that we'll, we'll just be willing to take that step of confident faith in Jesus name Amen